Welcome back to another episode of the Leap Pod. So here in the studio today, I have Scott Babcock. Welcome to the pod. Thanks, Liam. It's good to be here. And I'm excited to sit in with you for Raptors Rap. No, just Raptors Update. No, no. Oh, yeah? Okay. Okay, fans, you, you let us know what's better, Raptors Update or Raptors Rap. I think it's Raptors Rap for okay. sure. Okay. So... Right, going into it, let's start off with talking about Kyle Lowry. Yeah, well, we all know Kyle's been around the league for a long time. And uh, oh, he, he's, you can see just with the way that he carries himself, with the, uh, the interactions he has with other teams, the respect that he's got um, around the league. Um, he, we just watched him shoot a triple-double. Uh, against yeah. Washington tonight, and Washington wasn't great. I wouldn't. They're not. They're, they've obviously they've lost. I think ten in a row. It's Houston. I mean Houston. Sorry about that. Yeah, Houston has lost ten in a row, and they they didn't look great. But um, but Kyle just he's just a I don't know. He's a pro. That's I think the best way to describe him is he knows how to play the game. He knows how to take charges. He knows when to make the shots, when to pass, when to drive. He just yeah. makes good decisions, and he's a, he's a leader out there. Yeah, he's a great two-way player, able to score from any play, any place, really. Yeah. You said something about um, there's rumors of a, a trade. Oh, yeah, there's, there's talk of Kyle Lowry leaving the Raptors and going to the 76ers. I don't know quite why he'd want to do that, but... Well, where did you see this? Or where did, uh, it was, was, just on it a, was on a Google. Just on the website? There, there's Google gives me updates about the Raptors, and yeah, it sent me a notification that Kyle Lowry might be leaving the Raptors, but, uh, but I hope he doesn't. So. And you said it was for the 76ers? Yeah, well, there was a couple teams he was looking at, but he was really looking at 76ers because I think he grew up in Philly. Yeah, he's a Philly boy, and okay. so I, I could see yeah, maybe he wants to go home and finish his career there, but, man, it'd be nice if he would finish yeah. his career as, an, as a Raptor, I think. Yeah, so next up we'll be talking about Fred VanVleet. So Fred VanVleet, the obvious thing is his three-point shooting. Some put 54 up that like a month or two ago, but – I think a really major underrated part of his game is his defense. I think, and you hear the announcers say it constantly when if you're watching the broadcast, if you're watching the Raptors games, they always say Fred is first team def- all defense. Like he's that good. He's yeah. such a pest on defense, which you always want, and even gets the odd block. He's averaging. Oh no! <laughs> he's a no. Yeah, he is. He is an excellent defender. Um, he's there's something about there's a confidence about Fred yeah. that, and I, it's it just seems to me that uh, well, one thing I noticed again watching tonight was how him and Kyle have similar games, but it's not a competition between them. They. They're they're together. And, they are they're pushing together to succeed, and, and I, yeah. I think um, I think winning a title is is really huge for any together. team. Yeah. yeah, like it it just the the goals become different. It's not just individual goals. Yeah. And it's, 
Yeah. Yeah, and lately Fred VanVleet's playmaking has been really good. He's averaging 6.7 assists, and this season he's averaging 1.7 steals. Like, great two-way player, does everything really. There's not any major flaws in his game that I could think of. No, and it's the same, again, going back to Kyle, he – he brings that confidence to the team when he's on the floor, not just him. Like they, they know he can step up, step up and drill a three at any time. Yeah. But the rest of the team just plays better, knowing that they've got um, those two guys back there to settle the settle everything down. Yeah. So next we'll talk about OG and Anobi. So this this season OG has really been playing good. He's been able to knock down the three, able to knock down the mid-range, drive to the hoop. When you're watching him, you just see pretty good completeness. His defensive end isn't great, but it's not terrible. But, yeah. I, I, I like, I, I've been more impressed with OG this year than any other year. Yeah. Like, to me, he's he's really come into his own as a player. Do you ever when, – when Stanley Johnson steps on the floor, do you ever get them confused? Yeah, they look exactly the same. They look a lot. There's something about them. Stanley's sort of a their maybe hair, a smaller, maybe a little more athletic version of OG, but uh, their and their hair is pretty much the same. They play. They have a similar a similar playing style too. But but anyway, sorry. Back to OG. Yeah, he. I I, I like how he's just he stepped into that confident, calm. Role and yeah. he doesn't he doesn't yeah. do He's big really... flashy things, but he does little things right. And again, when you talk about defense, I, I really like the way he plays defense. Yeah, he's really coming to his own this year, taking on. I think he's he's a starter this year. Oh yeah. Although it's kind of rotating the Raptors with the Raptors because don't have met any. Big centers, but lately they've been starting Aaron Baines over Chris Boucher. I'm not sure how I feel about that, but hey. Yeah. Well, and just coming back to OG too, I, I think um, it, it was the injury and being out there for a while injured, that, that was a little bit tough. And I think he's still – I just don't think he's 100% back yeah. from that injury. He's, yeah. he's getting there. And he's he's getting close, but he was really starting to take off um, just before that all happened. But and can we talk about Stanley Johnson now for a minute? Yeah, sure. Well, just because I think to me they, they play a very similar game, and uh, yeah. and I know Stanley's just coming up. He's just coming back from injury as well, but. Um, Stanley's defense, I think, is what sets them sets them apart. Although OG is the obvious offensive better player i think stanley on the defensive end hasn't beat i i just think stanley's you know he's coming like he's he's how old is stanley johnson do you know uh stanley johnson isn't oh i'm not sure he'd be low 20s yeah he's pretty young like he's he just seems to be growing uh through this season and i i think he is a player who Probably someday, maybe his upside is beyond OG. Although he's he's not quite as big, but uh, I think he's he's got a lot of uh, a lot of offensive upside to go along with the defense that he's got. Yeah, he, I think he'll have to work on that offensive end a bit though before he's really able to take on a starting role and a good 
and a player that gets a lot of minutes and really plays a big role in a team's yeah. offense. Did you know his nicknames are Showtime and Stanimal? Cool. Hey, I was going to ask you, who do you think has been the biggest surprise for the Raptors this oh, year? It's it's got to be Chris Boucher. Like, yeah, the way Chris Boucher has come along this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, last year, I hardly knew who he was. This year, like, he's really – his defensive end has developed so well. His nickname is Swatter Boy because that's yeah. what he does. Yeah. And he, the other night we saw him knock down six threes in like half in one half. So. Yeah, he's got a bit of a different shooting style on that three pointers, and uh, but uh, he is he is pretty good. I know you you seem to just love him. I listened to your last podcast and. You had him winning just about every award, didn't you? Hey, I'm huh? a big fan of him. Yeah, I know you are, but he and he is good, and I'm glad to see him see him do well. And uh, I, I hope he can continue just to progress how he is. I think, um, I, I, you know, I think we could still use a little bit of uh, a little bit of additional support down the middle. Yeah. Um, they, they all they have is Chris Boucher and Aaron If yeah. I'm the Raptors, I'm, I'm moving Chris Boucher into a starting role, really trying to develop him, make him the player that he could be. Because right now, Aaron Baines, although I think he gets a lot of hate that I don't think he deserves, I still think Chris Boucher deserves that starting spot. Yeah, I, I, I don't mind Baines down the middle at all, but – in a way, I wonder if do you think Chris Boucher could ever move to a four or like a yeah more of, I a, could. More of a power forward role and well, yeah uh, put yeah. him with a if there was a you know a, right now a big he, dominant center to go with him he might yeah uh, he right might now he plays a low power four but mainly because the Raptors are so small he's playing center so yeah moving even like a team like Philadelphia or the Denver Nuggets. Like a team with a dominant center that could really use that, maybe that like the Denver Nuggets could maybe use some of that extra defense interior because Jokic is a pretty good defender, but but for the Raptors, like yeah. if they could get like I don't know who you need, like I'm thinking even someone like Plumley, Mason Plumley, Pistons who could split time with. Um, you know, with Baines and then move Boucher into a slightly different role. I but don't then, know. But, but then that's taking away time from Pascal Siakam. That's yeah. my only. Well, and that's, you know, and we haven't talked about Pascal yet, who obviously he's. He's, he's been injured the past couple of games, but we're seeing him. And he's one of their best players. He, you know, maybe, you know. We're seeing him really come back into what he was the last year before the playoffs. His post moves are right back with it. He gets a lot of interior shots, although he can shoot the three. He hasn't been shooting it very great this year, only 29.5% from three, but... But still, like, like you know, his on the stat line, his points, he's averaging 20.1 points. Um, and that's, you know, his career average is 13.5. So that's... Yeah. That's quite an improvement this year, really. Well, hey, yeah. Going back though, I, I did, we uh, we were talking about surprises, and 
And yeah, Chris Boucher definitely is is a is a great surprise. But another guy that I uh, I think has been a really good surprise for the Raptor has been Bembry. Oh yeah. He's uh, he's stepped in. Um, well, and especially I think with injuries, he's had to step in. Um, yeah. And uh, performed quite quite well. I I, yeah, I didn't know. Uh, you know, I didn't know much about him. I hadn't seen him play a lot before this, but yeah, you know, he's he's a consistent performer. Yeah. He can shoot. He's a great role player, and he he really has a lot of that unexpected athleticism. Yeah, and that's it. Like you know, he's he's only six five, but the way the he, hoop, he's oh, he looks big out there, and he plays yeah. pretty big. Yeah, he 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 does good. You betcha. Yeah. Who so, else haven't we talked about? Norm, we haven't really talked yeah, about. Yeah, Norm. So you love him in the fantasy league. I do. I got him off a of free agency. Haven't looked back. So late, lately, especially when OG was out, he's able to. He's always able to get you those points. Defensive end is there, although he's not crazy standout. He still is a pretty good defensive defensive player. His offense, though, I, I really love watching him. He's able to stretch the floor so good, and he's so patient. He'll just stand in that corner, wait till the opportunity. If he has a chance to cut, he will. If he doesn't, he'll just spread the floor, draw defenders over to him. Yeah, you mentioned his cuts, and that's one thing that I like to see. Norm has such a quick step, like, yeah. like a couple explosive steps and – He's uh, and he's throwing it down, and I, yeah. it's it's impressive when he does that. And it really, I don't know, it energizes the team too. And I, the other thing that I think about Norm though is in past years, I just never had the confidence when they'd give him the ball um, to take the shot. You know, if they were if they needed a basket and it came to him, I was like, oh no, is it is it in or out? But now he just has a, a new level of confidence where yeah. he feels like he's going to make the shot and, and also, he wants to be the one with the ball. Yeah, and also his shot selection has is so good this year. He, you'd see him in the past, and earlier this season he did a bit, but especially in the past years, he'd go up for dunks, trying to dunk over people that there's no way he could. Like really taking bad shots, but now he only takes – high quality dunks with very little contest or threes and and if he has a chance to drop the hoop sure he'll drop to the hoop and he's very good at getting those and ones yeah that's that's for sure he is i i think okay i got another another guy i want to talk about and um i i've been impressed with this game i i didn't another guy i didn't know much about before this year um if he could get um, some some offensive finish. He'd see a lot more minutes. You know who I'm talking about? Not quite. Watanabe. Oh, his, Yudi Watanabe. Yeah, Watanabe. I, I really like his. Uh, I really like his defensive game, um, and uh, it, it's impressed me. So you uh, guys probably, you guys probably know him as the guy that go, got posterized, but on this website I'm on. He is referred to as his nickname being the Chosen One. He got posterized. By Anthony Edwards. Did you not see that? No, I didn't see that. Oh, yeah. It was it's quite the dunk. Oh, but, really? yeah, his defensive end is there. His offense, I think, 
Yeah, he got drafted like last year, so he yeah. he's. I I think if he was, you know, like I think they're coming to rely on his defense some. Um, I think if if his offense would come, he'd be uh, a, a real option to take some of the minutes. Uh, away from some of these other guys, and uh, yeah, I, I think he's 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 a decent player. He's a good he's a good depth player. Yeah, so I think one of the only people we haven't quite talked about so far, like we've mentioned, but Aaron Baines, and I know he's not getting much love out there, but he's doing his role. He's not taking any shots he shouldn't. He's really. He has a great interior presence, and yeah. Yeah, so. I, no, I, I like the way Aaron Baines plays. I, he's uh, he's again not going to be a big flashy. He's not uh, Nikola Jokic or something like that, right? But, yeah, Nikola Jokic is quite the flashy player. Well, he's he's a good. player. He's a passer. Yeah. He's a good player, you know. But Aaron Baines can um, he he gives a consistent effort. Um, when he's called upon, he'll he can shoot the three occasionally. Um, yeah, he doesn't he doesn't make a lot of points. He doesn't get a lot of points, but uh, you know he he's digging in there. He's working hard. Yeah. So, and then they've got uh, they got a few other bench players that I guess we haven't talked about. But, but uh, yeah. But you know they got a one thing the Raptors have is I think a great coach. Yeah, and, Nick Nurse. Yeah, and and he's been able to continue, you know, the the keep the team going even when they lost they lost Kawhi. even when they lost Kawhi. That's but, right. Yeah, and I I think the Raptors do have great depth as well as like really Kyle Lowry is the only older player on their team that gets minutes. None of their other players that get any time are that old yeah so their future is bright future is good yeah so gotcha. uh that'll wrap it up on this segment of raptors we, rap no of raptors recap you let yes. us know it's raptors no rap. okay that okay. uh, will head in to the life story of a one mugsy bogues so please be sure to continue so welcome to the life story of Muggsy slash Tyrone Bogues. Here to tell it, we have Charlotte Babcock. Welcome to the studio. Thanks, Liam. I'm happy to be here. So, so yeah, I have been researching a little bit about Muggsy Bogues. I really didn't know much about him, but Liam talks about him lots. So I had the opportunity to uh, watch a couple YouTube videos and learn a bit about him, and I'm super impressed with his story. Uh, but Liam's going to jump in here and, and talk <laughs> too because he knows a lot more about him than I do. Um, Muggsy Bogues um, grew up in quite a poverty-stricken neighborhood, and yeah. he was Baltimore. actually Baltimore, and he was actually uh, shot at the age of five right yeah so he there he heard some yelling outside their apartment so he went out to investigate and his business owner th- 
thought he was getting robbed or something, so he went out and shot the first thing he saw, and that was Muggsy. And it was a shotgun, but got his arms and legs, but miraculously survived. Yeah, so Muggsy kind of um, really highlighted in his interview um, that I watched that there really wasn't a lot for him to do growing up except to play sports. And he really got interested in basketball at about the age of 10. And uh, he was quite short, but he did not let that interfere. And like he started really playing a lot and really started to love the game at ages 11 and 12. Didn't he like make a hoop out of a milk carton? Yes, he did. Yeah. 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 And uh, yeah, he he was teased a lot. I yeah. also kind of gathered they would say, oh, you know, you're so short, you can't do this or you can't uh, yeah. get a basket. And they were really hard on him. Michael actually. Jordan even trash talk him sometimes. It's like, shoot the ball, you midget. <laughs> yeah. Oh. So actually, it said that in the 1990s, the average height of an NBA player was six foot seven, and when Muggsy started playing, he was only, uh, and he still is, only five foot three. Uh-huh. And uh, so he talked a lot in his video about overcoming obstacles, and he said, "Make your weakness a strength," and he described that. Uh, you know, he maybe didn't have the height, but he had high IQ yeah. for the game. Yeah, a lot less fear after you've been shot, probably. Well, he did. He said that. He said nothing really scared me after that. And um, so he he talked about um, having an impact and not giving up. But something I really enjoyed the most almost is that he uh, talked about uh, God and he said that uh, he give he gave his games to God, and uh, he learned to be optimistic and to really, really rely on uh, God to help him uh, with his basketball game. Yeah. So that as well, I thought was um, yeah, really touching. Yeah, he averaged a lot. He got a lot of assists too. Like averaged in his career point one. Point, 7.6 assists, but 7.7 points. Most players, their points is way, way higher than their assists. But for Muggsy, he was really a team player. And also his steals and his defense. At that height, it'd be such a pest because like, he could just reach under anyone and grab the ball pretty much. 5-3, yeah. what you going to do? Well, you know something else that I remembered that he said from when he was a kid, he came home from school one day and he said, he told his mom, like, oh, they're making fun of me. And she said, do you like basketball? And he said, well, yeah, I love it. And she said, don't let them take your joy. And I thought that was a pretty good statement that she made. And she just reminded him if he enjoys basketball, play basketball. And it doesn't matter what anyone else says. So, again... That showed in his family the perseverance uh, there to continue on and and fight and to uh, overcome your obstacles. Yeah, so he probably would have had to overcome a lot growing up in that area. I heard a story about how I think his dad and his brother had drug addictions, but and I'm pretty sure he, he took two years off in 1997 
1998 season to just help them, like, stayed with them, I think. Don't quote me, but, yeah, help them overcome lots of that stuff. Well, he said that when he did make the NBA, he was really happy to give the money to his family. Yeah. Because then so they were able move to move. Out. Yeah. Yeah. And have a, have a better life. Yeah. He, uh, another thing that Muggsy was a player on the most, I think most people that know about high school basketball will say he, he was part of the most dominant high school basketball team of all time, the Denbar High Poets. Uh, Muggsy really, that team dominated. I think they went 60-0. and They didn't lose a game. They were, yeah, great team. I think that there ended up being like three or four future NBA players on that team. So, Huh? Well, yeah. that's really interesting. Yeah, well, thank you for introducing me to him because I honestly wouldn't have known much about him, but he has an absolutely amazing story, and I, I yeah, I'm going to be thinking about some of the things that I, I yeah. uh, learned from him. Yeah, so... Be sure to keep on listening for the for an announcement on a patent on a competition where you could win a prize. So as you know, we have March coming up, and with March comes March Madness. So. As a competition, we have, we will ask our fans to please send in March Madness brackets. That could be through, you could screenshot it and email it to us or print one out and take a picture and email it to us. The email of the Leap Pod is theleappod at gmail.com, but the Leap in it is instead of L E A P, it's L E E P. So the L E E P pod at gmail.com. So be sure to fill those out and send them in, and there will be a prize for the winner. And that prize is going to be re- revealed next episode. So be sure to tune in next week. Thank you for listening.